This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. And our biggest advice Regan to you Smith advice. is to not hit the Sharpies on something where they yeah. explode. Or don't do one of these. Don't, like, whip it. That's yeah, what I, I I wish I had Periscope on right now to show he's whip trying it. to whip it. I mean, do you want to break into song over there or anything? Whip no, it good or anything you don't else? want to hear me sing. You're tuned in to Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, the original craft beer in a can. Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dale's is sold near you today. Now here's your host, Regan Smith and Keith White. Welcome back to uh, another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pal Al. We uh, got an exciting show this week, as we always do. I think every show is exciting. Well, this this show is extra exciting. We wanted to we wanted to we wanted to coin this show as like we have the biggest guest ever, and we could build it up and make people think that it was going to be Dale Junior. And, and really pump it up, pump it up. And then when they realized that we actually went over the top of Junior, yes, and bigger. reached higher towards the stars than him, bigger and better, and got his business road manager. Or not road manager. road manager. No road business. Manager. Kelly no business. Yeah, business. Kelly's business. But yeah. we got his road manager. I, I don't know all these special terminology. You're about I'm, to. I'm, I know. That's why you're here, so you can explain it to me. We we reached for the stars, and we have Tyler Overstreet here with us today in studio. Hi, Tyler. Hello, Regan. Well, you know what we used to call Tyler? Tyler Overtweet. Overtweet. Because Tyler used to run the social media side, yeah. so we called him Overtweet. For a long, long time. He's happy. For those that actually listened to our Periscope broadcast before the show, he's happy that he's not running that right now because we were giving Martin a hard time about uh, how, how slow and laggy it was and we couldn't get it quite to work like we wanted to. So uh, uh, be sure to tune in certain days, uh, whatever day we film each week or tape each week, we're going to do some Periscope and stuff now. And, and uh, yeah, Tyler was the first one to get to experience that with us. How'd that go, Tyler? I think the Periscope thing is cool. I'm actually really excited about it. I think it's gonna well, be it's cool if people want to see what you're doing. Well, it's yeah. just like anything. If you don't want to see it, turn it off. Hey. Then you don't have to Plus worry about it. it's kind of fun to see who like who's tuned in and then like their comments, and you can kind of go back and forth. I think that's kind of cool. Well, I, I do enjoy that. Either way, Tyler, thanks for joining us today. We know Tyler's you're welcome. really busy. We tried to have him on last week. He snubbed us. He snubbed us and walked in through. As we door. started yeah. taping, he walked through the front door, waved at all of us. Yep. And we're sitting here like, did we just get big timed? Did but we get big time? And we determined that you didn't go to his the proper chain of command to right. get Tyler right. in the studio, which would be his PR guy. Right. Heath. But then we figured out that technically Heath, who is the the yeah, head I'm of the PR department, the was PR actually guy. the PR guy for Tyler. I don't know how this all works. We've got a crazy chain of command. Yeah. Well, what happened is Tyler's become a diva. <laughs> <laughs> He's <Yeah>. become <laughs> one? He, yeah. Well... Yeah. He's even more becoming even oh, okay. further a diva. So we're, we're constantly, uh, you know, ha- we have the task of reanalyzing how we do the process around here. So um, either way, Tyler's PR guy, which I guess is me, approved him being here this week. Yeah. So you're welcome. He put there it on my go. calendar and everything. Really? No. That's the. I was really going to get excited <laughs> if he did. I was I was looking forward to that. But let's get into to Tyler because Tyler actually does have an interesting job. And Tyler's been with the company for six years. I think, Tyler, you started like six months after I did. Yep, but um, I started as an intern for yes. a year, but yeah, six months after So Tyler year. is a perfect example of how hard work and commitment to the company can advance you upward. Tyler started as an intern, then you went to the IT department for a little while? Yeah, I was in some capacity. Whenever I first graduated college, 50% of my job was social media, because it was whenever it was just Facebook and a little bit of Twitter, and 50% of my job was IT. Keep in mind, I have a marketing degree. <laughs> I don't know anything about computers. Martin Friedrich had me in there building computers. I remember the first year of our basketball Multi-talented league. Multi-talented here. <laughs> yeah, the first <laughs> year of our basketball league, 
I broke my thumb, had my hand in a cast. <laughs> I remember and Martin that. Martin had me in there <laughs> building a computer for Dale. And if you've ever built a computer, there's a lot of small wires. <laughs> with a broken thumb, it's yeah, tough to do. Yeah, with a cast on one hand. It's tough to do with two good hands, yeah. much less one. Yeah. So after that. I haven't built a computer, by the way. Under Heath White's guidance, he, he really taught me a lot about PR. Oh, you here. I started here. doing more PR in 2012, 2013. Last year, I did all the stuff with Harvick and the uh, five car. Heath, he's coming for your job. He's giving you year. all this credit. He's coming for your job. Yeah, I know well, it. He's happy where he's at. I, I'm telling you, watch your back. But this year, we <laughs> promoted you. <laughs> this year, you got a big promotion. I got promoted. You got promoted, too. So It's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Here's the difference, though. Heath doesn't travel <laughs> yeah, anymore. You yeah. travel oh, twice as much yeah, now. Th- uh, this, that's true. Heath isn't traveling at all. And oh, I'm traveling. Like, I've been to quite a few days. races already. But went to the truck race. Yeah, that was actually that was a lot of fun. I will say. But back on topic. Don't get us sidetracked already. We're only two minutes into the show. Uh, you actually go pretty much everywhere with Dale. Uh, not everywhere. Just the ninety-five percent. It has to do with racing. Or a sponsor commitment, autograph session, appearance, production. I'm there. Um, I don't go on vacation with him. That'd be nice. <laughs> he, <laughs> should, he, seems, <laughs> he seems really deflated <laughs> that he's not on vacation with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah heaven I, forbid I'd the like guy <laughs> takes a vacation by himself <laughs> and actually like, enjoys I'd his free time. I'd like to go to the beach sometime. But, but here's the thing, though. When Dale does go on vacation – your your schedule tends to be a little easier through the week. Am I right? Yeah, I mean this week being one yeah, of those weeks. Yeah, this week is pretty light. So, <laughs> but take us through your kind of your day to day. I know you touched on that just um, now, but w- what's a week like for Tyler Overstreet with um, Dale Jr. On Tuesday we go to HMS for their competition meetings, and I meet with the HMS marketing PR guy, spend some time there. Um, Wednesdays a lot of times we have productions. So, I mean, we've got a ton of sponsors between nationwide. And by productions, just to explain to people, productions are when you like take photo shoots. Photo shoot, videos. Commercials, whatever commercial, it may be. Yeah, I mean, it's it. they range from anywhere from the nationwide commercial that's running right now is a two-day, two eight-hour days at the Speedway. And then sometimes you'll have one that's just two hours. So It's frustrating because two eight-hour days, right? And what's the commercial? Thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. roughly forty-five seconds. A I don't lot, know the yeah. exact. There's a lot, lot that goes into that. A lot of takes. It, it's amazing. A yeah. lot of angles. Um, and then, like some partners, uh, Unilever, for example, will do more photography and green screen reads. You'll see those online. But I mean, a lot of that stuff. And then keep in mind, we're going through scripts for upcoming, because we've got his calendar's probably booked out till July. So we're just going through that, and you get it on the calendar, and then. Two weeks out, you start going through the details and getting everything together, which all the while you're working on, hey, this is what we're doing at the track this weekend. Get him a schedule on Thursday around lunchtime of, hey, we're leaving at X time on Friday morning, practices at this time, interviews maybe between practice and qualifying. You'll qualify. Saturday morning, you wake up practice, um, two practices really. Then you do a debrief. A lot of times we go on the pit box for the Xfinity race. I don't go on the pit box. I just walk out there. He just he just comes into the pit box and gives me a hard time. Right. I, I did I did see I watched the race replay from last weekend at Richmond and uh, had time sitting there Saturday. I was still in Richmond on Saturday and uh, I did see Tyler all over the 88 pit stall. And <laughs> I, I could believe he was over there giving Heath a hard time. Yeah. Telling him you know hey you're not doing this right. Yeah, you're not yeah. doing this. I this told is, this is bad karma, bad juju, and and yeah. whatever it may be. I I told Kevin this weekend I was working with Harvick and I said hey. 
you know you're driving the car because Tyler's everywhere. He he won't leave you alone. Yeah. Just hanging around just for the heck of it. I, I enjoyed the <laughs> the 88 Xfinity team. I mean, that's – I worked with those Which guys. Which was the five last year. Which right. was the five same, last same, year. Same team. Um, yeah, you still got Kevin and Casey. Um, Dale runs a couple you of races. Miss but you miss it. You're big time now. You're I, still, I still like you the, miss the Xfinity races. That's what I'm used to. I mean, that's what I've done. Before this year – well, before, like, I went to two cup races last year with Dale. But before that, I hadn't been to a cup race in three or four years. So it, I mean that that Have part of the the transition has been different. I mean, you're you're on the road through Sundays, and then most of the time I'm working Mondays. So have you had to knock a pa- knock anybody down clearing a path for me? Um, I haven't had to clear security a pa- guard Tyler. I haven't no, no security. Sometimes the security is a little over excited about the fact like. I'm working security for Dale, Dale Jr. And we're like, man, he's just Dale. Calm down, <laughs> calm could, down. Yeah, you yeah. can walk. We're, we're used to this. Um, but, I mean, everybody's trying to help. And there's a, there's a lot of fans, understandably. I mean, you don't get to be the most popular driver if you don't have the most fans. Tyler has a minor. He's got his major in whatever he did there. But he's got a Marketing. minor in crowd control. Crowd control. No. Crowd control. Well, no. he's gotten really good at raising his voice. He never he used to be kind of timid a little bit, held yeah. back. And now he's just like, hey. Yeah. Listen, like I'll yeah, I've got to where I'll yell, and then one time Dale's like, "You don't have to yell," and I'm like, "Well, there were five people right there." <laughs> they don't listen sometimes if yeah. you don't yell. Yeah, and plus it's, it's loud, and you you kind of yeah. lose track of how loud you're. I <laughs> like seeing Mad Tyler because Mad Tyler doesn't happen gets, very often. Gets yeah. all red. So it's so yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, we've all been around each other enough now and seen each other away from the racetracks and different places and, and settings. Mad Tyler is like you don't know if you can take him serious or not, but Mad Tyler at the racetrack. Yeah. Is a different Mad Tyler. You're like, wow, that's what it looks like mm-hmm. when he's actually mad. Actually he does angry. have a mad bone yeah, in his body because there. Because, like, we work through all this stuff during the week, and so you have an expectation of what's supposed to happen, how it's supposed to happen. So, like, any little thing. You want it to flow hiccup, properly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, w- that's what a good PR rep does. Yeah. Like well, and I think, you know, in, in, fair, in fairness to that statement, drivers, for the most part, are very structured guys. You know, and, and I know right. when you intend on being somewhere at a certain time, you want to know exactly how to get there, even if you don't know where you're going. Whether it's hopping in a rental car to go right. do an off-track appearance or whatever, you want to know whoever's helping to get you there has got that set up and, and predetermined. And, and, you know, it's as I said, anything that throws us off course is some, of, some, some guys are great with that. Some yeah. guys are terrible. I know me personally, I'm structured. I've, like. I got a set regiment and, and everything like that. Right, and plus it's, it's not y'all's job to coordinate all this right. stuff, so we want it to flow right so that you guys aren't like, what the heck, did Tyler mess this up? Can I trust that he's going to do it right? We want you to be focused as drivers. You're yeah. there to drive the car. It's our job to make it as easy as possible throughout the rest of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I don't want Greg Ives to ever come to me and be like, why the heck was Dale late for this or something like that? And Greg, I, yeah. I, Greg, I have seen mad. He's yeah. another one that you can't yeah. tell when he's mad, but when he is mad, yeah. it uh, he's a little difficult to get a read on when he's he mad because he's he's got a very witty personality mm-hmm. to him and and uh, you know kind of a quieter guy for the most part. But when he gets going, it's it's uh, and it's he, entertaining. And he's all business at the track most of the he time. He is very yeah. business, yes, sir. So Tyler, my next question for you, Regan kind of got a good segue for this, but that brings us to the most difficult part of your job. If you had to pinpoint what is the most the difficult most part of what you do, what would it be? Part of my job. Got p- I put him on the spot here. Would it would yeah. it be maintaining a relationship? With who? 
I told I him he know. wouldn't bring up his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, that you did? Part, that I didn't know that. That part's simple. That part's simple. That's, oh, okay. That's going awesome. We're, we're not allowed to talk about his girlfriend. <laughs> I just wanted to know if it was the one or not. That's all. Oh, well, hey. That's not. That's a legit question. Yeah, how many do you have? What? How many girlfriends? I have one. What? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Oh. All right. Oh, anyway, well, what is the most difficult? On to the next question that's here. That's we, just, um, we just screwed Aside that one. from maintaining a girlfriend, what is the most difficult part of your job? I would say TJ Majors. Oh. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we well, might we have him on <laughs> later this year, so we want to get the dirt. We want to know what's difficult about no. TJ Who's more high profile, Dale or TJ? Now, in, with this being said, you and TJ ride to and from the track yeah. pretty much yeah. all the time, all weekend long. Are you guys roommates long. now? No, I get my own room. Oh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Big time. I'm impressed that we're even allowed to be in his presence. We here. didn't give him his own room at Junior Motorsports. That's for yeah. damn sure. Well, I mean, he's still no, at Junior I Motorsports, mean, but when he worked Xfinity. There um, you go. There you go. No, I I spent a lot of time with TJ, but that's uh, he's cool. Um, he does his thing. I do mine. He's backing out right now yeah, because he <laughs> knows if TJ comes on here, TJ is the master of of just spinning stuff different directions. Right. I would say the uh, the silver sharpies are pretty difficult. Oh yeah, silver sharpies are difficult. Yeah. I'll give Regan. You that. You want to do your story? Oh, he <laughs> he thinks he's silver sharpies. It wasn't last year; it was two it years was fan ago. Day. It was here at, at fan, fan day. day. Here at fan day, we're <laughs> we're trying to sign some stuff with silver sharpies. You were standing there when this happened. I think you might not have seen it, and none of the silver sharpies are working. So Heath, I hear him in the background knocking a sharpie well, on something. Hang on, you're like, hey, and these aren't working. These aren't working. That's what you tell me. Well, I mean, they weren't. Was I was I speaking the truth, right? Yeah, but you, you create so a I sense hear, of urgency. I hear Heath in the back. Well, there was a line of people, and it was like, you know, they didn't want to wait. They'd been waiting half the day already. Well, he starts hammering the Sharpie on something, and he hands it to me, and I'm, I don't think anything <laughs> of it. I pull the cap off. This thing went off like a bomb. <laughs> I mean, it's all over everything. It, like, I mean, yeah. I looked, and I'm like, huh, well, there goes those clothes, you know, ruined them. So well, what happened is you got it on your hand, and then you wiped it on your pants. I blame you for that. It went on, I think it went on my pants on its own. Oh, okay. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> I had no control of it at that point. I had That Sharpie had a mind of its own. I'm glad you didn't yell at me, but I will say this. It was funny. So our biggest advice to you today, you really the reality is you came into the show for us to give you advice. Oh, gosh. And our biggest advice Regan to you Smith advice. is to not hit the Sharpies on something where they yeah. explode. Or oh. don't do one of these. Don't, like, whip it. That's yeah, what I I, w- I wish I had Periscope on right now to show Heath whip trying it. to whip it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want to break into song over there or anything? Yeah. Would no, it good or anything You don't want to hear me sing. Uh, Although we have had a few Dale's Pale Ale, so we could do some karaoke. Yeah. It's always possible. <laughs> well, yeah. and I don't know how many more questions Heath has. I got like a couple there. more. But but okay, we well, hammer your questions out here. Well, first off, uh, we want you to tell us one thing that you know about Dale that might surprise our listeners. One thing that I know about Dale. I love how he repeats the question. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. <laughs> We're not, you're not on trial, I know, Tyler. I'm just, just trying to think. Right hand, you know, up and on A lot of people don't know that he's actually left-handed. Yeah, but that's weird. Well, I'm left-handed. How is that weird? Yep. First thing. What are you chuckling over there? (laughs) That was just funny. When you're left-handed, you're more creative. (laughs) First thing, you haven't said Jack this whole show. What's going on? Well, I don't know any of these stories. I wasn't a part of any of these stories. I don't usually talk when we have guests. I think I would say people don't understand or maybe know, like, just how – quiet Dale is. He's pretty shy. Because, I mean, he's super with the media and he can talk, talk, talk and, like, express himself really, but he's not, like, he's not going to be, like, the most extra extroverted person ever, which I'm the same way. So there'll be a lot of times we'll get in the car to go somewhere and I'll be like, just 
turn your music up real loud, and that way we don't have to talk. Cause <laughs> I don't really have anything to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward conversation, <laughs> yeah. Tyler and Ben. I mean, he's just really quiet, which that's cool. I'm the same way. Now he's not quiet all the time. No, I mean because understandably because I'm about to lead into something here. I like where this is going, and I don't even know where it's going. I can just tell by the look right. on your face. <laughs> Dale Jr. is not quiet all the time because. He has yelled at Tyler a time or two. Am I right? Yeah, I mean that's not like I mean not crazy like yelling, right? But constructive criticism, I guess. Yeah. Okay, tell us about your Bristol constructive criticism. What happened at Bristol this year? All right, if and this was just two weeks ago here. Yeah, this is recent. Yeah, is this a fresh wound still, or are we no, okay? No, it's here? not a wound at all. Um, <laughs> I know. It's still like I'm still the first ten races, so it's kind of like yeah, learning what it out a little bit. He expects, and so you know, you know as good as anybody. Walking out of there, there's that fence, and you'll have autograph seekers. Yep. And they line this fence is probably 75 yards, and they lined that whole thing. There are people jumping over top of you people. Could, you could stand there every time you go in or out of the garage for the better part of an hour right. and not get and everybody. So I want to say this thing's 75 yards. There were people lined up for 150 yards mm. when he's leaving the track after qualifying, and he's. I mean, I give him a cr- I give him credit all the time. I don't tell him this, but um, I think it. I'm like, wow. You're safe because I'm pretty confident yeah. he doesn't listen to us, so yeah. you're safe anyways Yeah, I'm now. like, and he will go down the line and sign for pretty much everybody that he can. I mean, obviously you're going to miss one or two there, here, there. Um, and there was one fan that was a little, I mean, you're always going to have it. He's, Dale, you need to do this when you're talking to people. And He's a heckler. Yeah, it was a heckler. Yeah, I a little mean, bit of a heckler. Hey, Gilmore. You suck, you jackass. <laughs> Why don't you shut the hell up? <laughs> First and name chiming in with a good good, good time in there. And so he's going down <laughs> the line, and he's probably signed for 50 people in a span of three minutes. And it, he acknowledges everyone. I mean, he signs their item. He'll, he'll say thank you or something in response because most people will say, right, good but, job. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I really like you. I really like your dad. And – I mean, he's sign- He's trying to get everybody's autograph. I mean, understandably, everybody wants an autograph. He wants to make a- as many people happy as he can. And you got, like, one guy, one out of 250. And so, I, I mean, I don't say anything. I'm like, well, what, what am I supposed to say? And he, he's kind of like, man, you don't let that guy talk to me like that. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. You should have tackled the guy. You should have well, been on it. You, you know should have tackled Hang him. Hang on a second. What would Happy Gilmore do? First name. What would Happy Gilmore say? Why don't you shut the hell up? That's what Happy Gilmore yeah. would say. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we just play that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And oh. <laughs> see, this went back to the whole, like, yelling at people thing, because I had done that, like, a couple weeks earlier, and he's like, you don't have to yell at him. So I was like, okay, I won't say anything. And then, in retrospect, I probably should have said, hey, man, I mean, trying to make everybody happy, which... A lot of the people that were standing there, I don't know, hopefully they listened to this show, they kind of caught that interaction and of him and the the guy. Like He was like, hey, man. They took care of it. Yeah, I'm trying to sign for everyone, which that's what he was trying to do. On down the line. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, and you it's tough. You can't make everybody the, happy. The, the, the tough part about Bristol, and a lot of places we go, a yeah. lot of garage areas, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the places that we're at, and, and especially for somebody like Dale, who's obviously got the fan base and the following to the level and to the extent that he does, is you can't – we have time constraints. You yeah. know, the simple fact that he made it through 50 is better than probably 90% of the right. drivers do. I know me, for example, at Bristol, and, and the Xfinity schedule is a little different. We only go in and out once a day, basically, yeah. and we're done. It's all a one-day show for the most part. 
I'll make a point one time each day to stop and sign for the yeah. people that are there. A lot of times the people that are there stay there all day or they're, you know, some of the same people, and, and I'll do my one time, and if I don't stop, you know, I feel bad, but right. it's, you know, maybe we're on our way to an appearance. Maybe we got someplace else to be. There's there's always there's always more to the story, So I, and, yeah. and I do agree with you. Dale does a phenomenal job, uh, especially of, of the guys at the cup level that have the bigger followings. I, I think he's on top of all that list as to who can – get enough time for all their fans, take the time to sign, see them all, try to interact with them and, and speak to them. Yeah, and I think he actually, that particular time, he tweeted right after. It was like, hey, I tried to sign for as many fans as I can. I got to, We were on our way to a goodies appearance. Um, so he was cognizant of like, hey, some people didn't get autographs. but And I even at one point was like, hey, man, I think we need to hurry up. And he's like, no, I can sign for a couple more. So, I mean, he's doing all he can. And th- there's just a lot of people pulling on him. And he's – I think he does an excellent job balancing that. Balancing. Balancing, balancing it. Balancing that's what that. you're there for, Tyler. Yeah, well, that's why they pay me the big bucks. Heath, do you have – you're full of questions today. I know. I'm, are you, that's are you, it. You're out of questions? I'm out of questions. Good. So now you I can get document. into the real reason why we had Tyler on the show. That's here. Because there were no better be guests. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. <laughs> the second real reason. We're just trying to book your driver on this show. Oh, that's yeah. your job. Really. And in order to get through his calendar, we already know that we know, okay, he's booked up through June. That's got to leave us July as an opportunity month here, I feel like. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, this, this listen. You have to submit a formal request. Of all the shows he goes on, this one is going to put him over the top. Of I've, what? Of everything. To the moon. This uh, show is going to take him to new levels. This is Junior Motorsports up front. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Like, we're kind of a big deal. Yeah. If you can't help us accomplish this, then you've been no help to us today. I will work on we it. We just beat around the bush for the better yeah. part of 25 minutes chatting with you, yeah. and the answer that we really, this truly is, needed, we've got like nothing out of this it. This is like the story of my life. Nobody really wants to talk to me. They just oh. want to talk to Dale. Well, now. you knew that coming <laughs> in here. That absolutely, somehow we were using you here. Yeah, I know. One way or another. Um, we'll work on it. I, I know there are some opportunities coming up. Oh, he's committed. He's committed. I've, I've got sure? the commitment from him. I didn't get it on tape. That's the only thing that I'm I mean, scared of. It's on his. But I got it's it. on, housed on his website. So why wouldn't he be on here at some point? I mean, I'm then we wouldn't have to work to get him I'm on here. I'm interested to part see of the, fun the of questions it. that Regan would come up with for Dale Jr. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that Regan should have to have six Dale's Pale Ales <laughs> before <laughs> the interview starts. Tyler has seen me after six Dale's Pale Ales. <laughs> he knows what I'm capable of and the and. The things that come out of my mouth after six <laughs> Dale's Pale Ales. So that would be the greatest podcast ever. And we may we may try that sometime. We can take a road show of the podcast somewhere. Do we have the capabilities to do that? Do a podcast on the road show? We can figure it out. Yeah, we, yeah, we have uh, all the equipment. All you have to do is move it. Yeah, this could be first thing. Right, it's a field so trip. We did get something out of Tyler today. We didn't get a commitment yet and on the date, but we did get a good idea. From if him. you guys do that, I uh, will you join us? Yeah, I will join you. Perfect. I, actually, uh, before Tyler goes, and he's been very gracious with his time here, I want him to to tell us. He's actually got a pretty cool story how you ended up here. When you were looking for an internship or a job or whatever you were doing when you were still in school, yep. how many emails did you send out to different teams? I sent different a teams ton of emails contacts. my junior year of college. Okay, a ton. A ton. How many people responded to you? Is it a Joey Logano version of a ton, or yeah. is it an actual ton? <laughs> it's a, probably an actual ton. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was going for any I really I want to do sports marketing so the Panthers the Charlotte Knights Canapolis Intimidators the Hornets any race team 
Um, I asked this question because I know the answer, and I think it's kind of cool. And how many people responded to you? One person. Who was that? Uh, it was well, it wasn't actually Dale, but he had forwarded it to Kelly, who forwarded it to the lady that was running marketing. Mm-hmm. And one day I got an email. Hey, you want to? We'd like to talk to you. And I mean, I kind I was really confident about it because I was like, well, I know how they got my information was by emailing Dale. And all that he knew me through. How did you get Dale's email? It's a bigger <laughs> question then. Yeah. It, because I used to race online. Okay. Yeah. And I racer. Yep. I racing. And the game before that was NASCAR 2003. And we had played a Madden League together online. This is before the Xbox League. Um, so you knew each other. So, yeah. We knew, knew of each other. Right. Knew of each know, other. Yeah, knew I, all the stuff. I don't guess I had made too much of a fool of myself because he forwarded that email. Um, yeah, you saved that for when you actually <laughs> came to work here. Yeah, <laughs> saved the good stuff. And so I started, and initially it was a two and a half month internship, and I was going PR, marketing, foundation, licensing, learning all the ins and outs of the company. At the end of the summer, I was like, "Hey, I I'm going to UNC Charlotte here locally, so if you guys, if there's an opportunity for me to stay through the semester, that'd be awesome." And so I stayed on through the end of the semester, through the end of the school year in May. I graduated on a Saturday in May and started on Monday. And they couldn't get rid of you. Mm-hmm. Haven't left yet. You just Been stuck around. Yeah. Haven't left yet. So I think the cool thing about that is a lot of people know that Dale Jr. has given drivers chances yep. to, to drive for him, but he doesn't. A lot of people don't realize that he's, you know, obviously runs the company, so he's given other people in other areas of the company opportunities too. And Tyler's one of those people. And I did not know yep. that story. That's the first I'd heard that story. So Yeah, and I think whenever Mike Davis first approached me about this position, he said that Dale liked the idea of it because he likes the idea of people growing within his From company. Within. So yep. I was just cool. the fortunate one that got that opportunity. And now we're here. Tyler's on the show. Big we're here Tyler. In, now we're here in Tyler's presence. Yes. Just that quick, that's how Just that happened. Enough. Plus, it was the opportunity to work with Regan Smith a few Ooh. times. That really elevated my career, I I'm feel well, like. I don't, I don't want to take any credit for all this, but I'll take all the credit. Yeah, see? Yeah. But that kind of <laughs> Tyler, – Tyler kind of brings us into Talladega now. we got to talk Talladega before before we get out of here. One of your stronger tracks, it I is. will say. It well, is. I was sure shouldn't say that. Your restrictor plate prowess – is that the right terminology? I, I enjoy plate racing. You do? I enjoy it. And, and here's the deal that I always tell everybody when we go to the restricted plate tracks. And for whatever reason, a lot of guys don't like going there. And things can happen out of your control. We know that. Oh, it's Daytona? part of racing. Yeah, Daytona, Daytona, Daytona being example. a prime example. You yeah. think you've got a position to win the race and, and things are going to go great. Um, I, I go into it with an open mind and, and say, listen, somebody's going to get 47 points today. It might as well be us. And, and you know, somebody's going to take a trophy home from this place and get a win. And, uh you know, I've been fortunate, as we've documented many times, not only on the show but on, on other stuff, that uh, our restrictor plate program here has been very strong. Uh, I'm going to have a brand-new Hellman Chevy this weekend because I decided to destroy my destroy other one and get it one. sent over to the graveyard I'm on the sure farm. I'm pretty you didn't decide that, but yeah. Well, I didn't decide it. It just <laughs> happened that way. Yeah, it, uh, you know, it, it was what it was. You, did, I, you I, did make the front page of the Daytona News Journal. Popping a wheelie. Popping a Daytona 500, Regan Smith on the cover. I mean, he was upside hey, down, but he's We love cover. PR around <laughs> yeah. here. We don't care how we get it. Whether you can read the <laughs> Hellman's logo up front or upside well, down. Well, as you can see, it was the exhaust pipe. You couldn't actually see. If I was doing a good job of flipping, we would have seen the logos. I was doing a bad job of flipping, we couldn't see the logos, so. 
Um, but, you know, it's uh, we're going to have three fast race cars. We've got Casey Kane back in the 88 this weekend. Uh, I think Armor yep, Foods Armor. is on that car. Armor Vienna um, Chase will obviously be in the 9 Napa Chevy again this weekend. And, uh, you know, we know all three cars are going to have an opportunity to win. If we can work with each other, we'll we'll do what we can to work with each other and, and keep all three cars up front. I know last year, the Talladega race, we were in position to get a 1-2-3 late mm -hmm. in the race, and that came unraveled rather quickly. Rather quickly. If Casey has a huge run on the outside coming out of turn four to the start-finish line, what do you do? And you're, if leading, I can and you're leading. If I can see the run and think I've got to move to block it, I absolutely block it. Okay. Unfortunately, at Daytona, I couldn't see the run, yeah. and I didn't know how much came, of a run he had. Out of I yeah. We're That's talking about the summer race at yeah. Daytona July last Casey, year when Casey, Casey won. Yeah, I mean, he, he you led like at the line. I forget how many laps I, you led that night, but it was a lot. That was that car was extremely strong. I was, that was, I was really pleased with how it was handled. Everything it was doing was great, and we came off of four, and, and five comes out of nowhere. I mean, he was probably four rows back going down the back straight, maybe not that far, but he wasn't anyone I was even watching that I was worried about. I was worried about the 42 car. And I went up to block the 42 car. I came down to block the 42 car, and I'm thinking, okay, we're in good shape. And then I see Casey, and there's I, if I had tried to block the move, we were going to wad every car in the field up there, and, and I had to concede at that point, just hope that I beat him back to the stripe, and, and he managed to get us. But things go around and come around. He, he was a big part of the win I had at Talladega. Um, the Cyclical. year prior to that, yeah. That's what they call was, that. Is that what the, I don't Cyclical. know those big words. I think yeah. that's the word. That, the that Talladega win was one of the At the point where I have to explain the word two. means I don't need to use the word. Yeah. And I would have had to explain that word if I used it. But, yeah, the, the Talladega, I didn't, sorry, I interrupted you there. Go that, ahead, that finish was awesome. We yeah. should know better than to interrupt Tyler don't on interrupt this Tyler. show this that is, he's in. This is a good way to not get me to come back. You finished third last year at Talladega the year before, which Tyler's talking about. You won the race. It was rain delayed. I actually lost $20 to Tyler that day because I bet him it was raining so you hard. You didn't think we were going to get the race in, did you? He bet you me know? 20 bucks. We weren't going to we race. You better hope that your wife is not listening to this show right now Why? because she's going to want to know where that $20 went now. Oh, separate checking accounts, bud. Yeah, that's what you <laughs> say. Right. <laughs> but that what, happened to, what happened to what's yours is yours, or what yours is mine and mine that's is yours, yours, honey. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, that's different in the Smith household than in the uh, the White household. All right. But okay. we had first name. That Talladega win was so awesome. I had first name go back and watch it because he had never seen your pass. You had you needed to have him watch the JRM 360 episode of it <laughs> because that actually makes the win even better. Better yet, we watched the in car video too. Yeah, you know what I did during that in car, and, and we're not on video right now, so it's not going to mean anything to our listeners. But I basically completely closed my eyes and went like this, and <laughs> just it worked out okay. It happened. Awesome. I didn't really, but I, I had <laughs> it was a 50 50 shot. It was either going to be one hell of a wreck. Or I was going to clear him and get down there, and you it was going to be fine. But barely I cleared him. Well, I couldn't stay in the line I was in. You know, it's as you watch run. that, yeah. there was such a big run, and they were coming up to block it. Had I stayed in position up there, we were going to crash up there. So the only move I had was to try and squeeze down through there and, and get to the bottom. So it kind of forced my hand. Look, look cool on TV. It that was, looked uh, awesome, looked really actually. Cool. Yeah. And the coolest thing about that race, I was telling first name how you know got delayed so long that we were running borderline close to dusk. There was and there's no lights at Talladega. They're coming around, right? I forgot what turn three it was, and, and four. You can see like a little stripe of like yeah. red. The sun's the going cloud. down, like it's getting really dark. It was cloudy, um, with little little bit of sun, but mm -hmm. you could see the cars bottoming out and sparking in front of you and the in car. And then yeah, you, it you was very you went dark. For it. Yeah, the cameras lighting it. You might have just said that. What? It looks darker, darker on the in-car video. I was say, the cameras lighting it up. The in-car, the raw video you watched was how dark it truly was. And I think that video is actually on YouTube somewhere. It if yeah, it is. If any of the listeners want to search yeah. that out so they can understand what we're talking about. Um, but it was 
I had visor up and and we were struggling to see and they came they came across the NASCAR did with a couple laps to go and and we we're under caution there like is it too it dark short. guys is it too dark yeah. or do you guys think we can go and I was the first one no it's good we can see we can <laughs> see let's race it let us yeah because you were like eight they didn't at the cut time. it short we finished it did we I thought we they cut us no eight pretty laps they, short. they uh, maybe they did we'll have to we'll have to research yeah, that I don't know exactly week, so don't so. quote us on that but but either way you won the race and I will say this like when you guys because you you pass Kurt for the lead. And then the caution came out. So by the time the caution came out, maybe we all were 300 yards before the start finish line. Casey actually got back by me at the yes. start finish line. So by the yeah. time you all got to the start finish line, it was like Casey, Logano, and you. So no one knew, and NASCAR hadn't even told us on the radio who had won yet. So everyone's just like, uh, everyone's just standing around. Like the crew guys didn't know to go to Victory Lane, to go to Pit Road. Tyler actually, speaking of jinxes, yeah. Tyler went to Victory Lane, assuming because he was doing five, he was doing Thank the you, PR. Tyler. He was welcome. Doing Thank you. For you, bud. I, clearly, we're starting to learn. He this. was doing PR for Casey that day, so he just assumed that Casey crossed the stripe first, went to victory lane, and then guess what? Why would the scoring tower be wrong? Hey, <laughs> they were, because NASCAR called Regan the winner. So I got to go to victory lane yeah. that day. And I got to run down pit road. Yep. It was good times. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Talladega is interesting, too, and I got a couple questions here for you, Regan, real quick. Um, Casey kind of helped push you in 2013, you know, to that victory, but – do you make a point of trying to find teammates, or is it just kind of just happens when it happens? Is it a case of the strong cars go to the front? I think it just happens when it happens. I mean, you, you obviously, if you have if you're the car pushing and you have an option to push a teammate or push somebody else, and and it's going to dictate the outcome of the race, the win, then you're going to likely work with your teammate more so than than anybody else out there. But uh, you know, you got to be really careful on on plate races and any race for that matter of of worrying too much about um, where teammates are and things like that because you can get yourselves into into bigger trouble um, by doing that. So if it if it works out to where you're hooked up, mm -hmm. great. If it doesn't, then you know you gotta you gotta do what you can to get up to the front, and and uh, you can you can cause a lot of problems, especially on a speedway, by even just checking up to let a teammate in or do anything like that, uh, because the guys behind you might not be able to check up, or the guys on the outside might not realize what you're doing, and next thing you know, you've wrecked your car and you're out of the race. So uh, you got to run your own race. And you've said racing at Talladega and Daytona is more of a mentally challenging task than physically. So my question to you now is, are Daytona and Talladega, did you go in there with the same uh, mindset into both of those tracks in terms of the chess match that is restrictor plate racing? Mm. Is there any difference there? There's not much of a difference. The, the rules package that we're running right now, it's not a big difference from Daytona to Talladega. The races look similar. The bottom seems to be the way to go right now currently with the with the Xfinity cars. And, and uh, you know, I guess your mindset and what you want to do overall is the is a similar thing. Um there, there are some small, subtle differences. The tracks have some differences that, that maybe, you know, create a little bit of differences on, on what you do. But but outside of that, it's the same concept, generally speaking. Well, great. Well, I, listeners, y'all can catch that race. And, and it's, it's going to be Talladega. So I promise you it'll be extremely exciting. And you guys can catch that on Saturday. That's going to – Fox is going to carry that, and it's going to be at 3 o'clock. And, again, Regan's going to be in the Hellman Chevrolet. Casey's back. First time this year, Casey will be in yeah, this the, Casey's first race yep, this year. Yeah, in the '88 uh, Armor Vienna Sausages car and uh, Chase Elliott's back in the number nine NASCAR car. So I guess that brings us to Hot Laps to take us out. We've had kind of a long episode today. So Hot Laps sponsored by K1 Speed. 
Thank you, first name. 29 locations, look at, look at him. State. He's been so quiet. In. There so he fun. goes with the old, uh, yeah. So I guess hot laps. I get to start hot laps this week. Are you going to join you us for hot laps? Hot do we need to, are we going to get Tyler in on hot laps we, here or what? Uh, we, I think we, we could, could we could do a hot guest hot laps. Yeah, let's do it. We've never yeah. had a guest hot laps before. So okay, be, so it's going to go, it's going to go me, first name, Regan, Tyler. Okay. You have 30, 30 seconds. Can't speak when the other person's speaking. Not even if you get insulted. No matter what. And I'm the worst because sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to respond to that. And Okay. You ready for me? You ready when you are. Okay. Ready? Go. Go. All right. There's been a lot of talk about how uh, long the cup races are. Uh, Brian France touched on this. A lot of drivers have talked about this. I am in agreement that we should shorten the cup races a little bit. I know Regan's going to say no because he thinks our series is about longevity. Um, but I think from the standpoint of getting people to watch and getting people to pay attention, you don't need races that are averaging. And this is through the year. Uh, the nine races the Cup Series has had has averaged three and a half hours per race. I can go to the grocery store and then go to the mall and then come back to my house before that race is even over. So I That's it. I guess to piggyback off that, that's something that I've always thought about, I guess. I don't really know how to exactly make them shorter, but I always thought the season should end sooner than it does. Um, I don't know if you ever agreed to that, Regan, but I thought it should end around Labor Day weekend and not go all the way into October, November, because then you're competing with the NFL. And I don't. I would love to go look and research and see if how much the NFL actually affects the ratings and everything. He didn't even use his 30 seconds. I'm waiting for the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to what Heath thought, I am actually going to agree with Heath really? that I think we need to shorten the races up. What I don't think we need to do is shorten up the amount of time that they're on TV. I think we need to have 25 lap heat races to start the day off. Four of them, five of them, whatever works out properly for the field. You crash in that, sorry, you might not run the main event. Line them up for the main event, the 43 cars. Run a 150, 200 lap race, whatever it needs to be to, to have at least one, maybe two pit stops. Let strategy play a little bit of role into what happens with the race. And it allows people a break in between each of those races. You fill in a four-hour time slot still. People can come and go as they want to watch it on TV. I'm not really sure how this thing works. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if I have to talk about what you guys are talking about. Hold on. Let's give them a timeout. 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 We're taking our first K1 hot laps timeout. You can dish on anything you anything. want to dish you on. Don't have to it could. To what I, we're a couple saying. weeks okay. ago, I talked about people that okay. run down the road when there's a sidewalk Side right okay. next to it. There you go. I'm sorry. You can you can go ahead. Yeah. Start him again. All right. Well, first, I'm going to dedicate this first 15 seconds to agreeing with what Regan said. <laughs> but let's just get them down to two day shows. I mean, these guys are gone. Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, um, and Sundays. Critiquing this show, you guys have one cold six pack. Should have at least two to three. <laughs> I had one cold beer, and the interview had not even started. So <laughs> step it up for next time. Now we're allowed to talk, and I agree. We'll step it up for next time. We'll we'll make sure we've got plenty of beer to, to you know, Tyler. You Tyler, know, the heavy drinker yeah, that he is, can at least yeah. down six of them on his own. So we'll make sure we take care of that for you. Yeah, but I think that's pretty much it. What else we got? I think that was very insightful. What do you think about shortening the season? Like less right Shortening the season? Can't um, do it. You can't do it's it. It's going to be very yeah. difficult to do. There's, yeah. you know, there's these tracks that have, have built the tracks, earned the dates, have the dates. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you cut those dates and explain that to, you know, in, in a lot of cases, what can be shareholders, different things like that. That there's I don't have a good answer for. I do think there's some formulas of what we can do to, uh, you know, as I said, keep the attendance and, and keep the audience um, and, and give them the breaks. Let people get up, and, and if they want to mow their yard for the heat races and skip the heat races but come in to watch the feature, or if they want to watch the heat races because we could see those being 
really exciting. I'm, I, I don't know that anyone's talking about the heat race stuff. This, this yeah. is something I've been fight yeah. dreaming for quite some time and thought would be really neat. Yeah. The, the Eldora formula, show is awesome. That's it, what it is. It is, yeah, and it's exactly that formula. Um, so I think that is an example of how it actually could go. And, and the other thing that happens is, you know, it seems like as, as the fan base gets younger and younger and, and generations kind of change and have their own personalities to them, the generations coming up through now don't want to sit down for four straight hours. They want to be able to yeah. get up. They want to, if they're at a sports bar, if they're somewhere in a, in a city somewhere watching a game or the race or whatever it may be, they want to be able to take a break, go to the restroom, go get yeah. another beer, eat some chicken wings, whatever it may be that they're doing that day. Um, and, and I think that's a way that we can maybe – still you know have a product that looks really good on tv and that is still a steady four hours of racing but it's broken up at the same time there are plenty of tracks that should only have one date like fontana cut it back to one date that place was place sells out now that was probably one of, and credit to the folks at fontana that's probably one of the best crowds i've seen at a racetrack in a and long it, time it they worked. did a nice you, job you wouldn't think cutting back a race works but in that in that right. case it i mean did. it increases like the excitement about that because hey this is our opportunity it's to go yeah, see it's this the race. only time the, the, the whole west coast it. swing though we got to point this out the whole west coast swing man the, the fans out there have really been flocking out and, yep. and coming to the races and, and phoenix vegas fontana all three races had great crowds and, and we're looking at three tracks that are rel- relatively close to each other yep and to, to Regan's point real quick i just wanted to touch on this uh, i'm a big fan of tradition in uh, lots of sports particularly in particularly nascar but I will say you're you're in a situation now in 2015 where it's it's an adapt or die situation, and I'm not saying all, that all sports are going right. through that right now. You've got to continue to grow. You want to grow a fan base. You've got a loyal fan base uh, in NASCAR, but you also want to bring in new people to that. And when you're bringing in young, you know, 18 to 22, 25 year old kids, no one really wants to sit down and watch a four hour cup race. You know, that's just that's just the bottom line. And so I think if we can find creative ways to engage them and keep them interested whether it's shortening races, and, and there's no way they're going to shorten the year because NASCAR's kind of made that bed long ago, and right now there's just it, there's no going back in terms of the 38 races that you do, 36. Um, yeah, I think races. we could – the only way we could shorten the year is if we get into a situation where we're running Thursday or Wednesday races in some scenarios, and, and that can be difficult too. But, uh, you know, people are thinking about it. People are, are paying attention to it. And, and, you know, change can't happen overnight. It does take a little bit of time to, to make these things happen. So uh, – if they listen to our show and they want to call us, we can fix all the world's problems oh, right here. We can Junior try. Junior Motorsports up front. Hey, we've got a great mind here in Regan Smith, and I, I mean that very facetiously. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think you meant it any way other than that, trust me. All right, folks, well, uh, it's been a great show today. Tyler Overstreet, thanks uh, thanks so much for joining us, giving us some insight as to what it's like being on the road and, and uh, being the road manager for, for Dale Jr. And uh, hope hope that uh, you know, you're really getting him scheduled for this because, as I said, this is going to – Take him to new levels if he can come if he comes on this show. And, and yeah. I feel like it's pretty fortunate that we're offering that up right now. Don't screw up. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Race fans, did you know Oscar Blues was the first craft brewery to put their beer in cans? That's right. In 2002, Dale's Pale Ale paved the way for the craft can revolution, allowing their great beer to be taken anywhere on the trail, a day on the lake, and especially to the racetrack. And with brewery locations in Colorado and North Carolina, you can be sure you'll find fresh Dale's Pale Ale near you. Visit oscarblues.com and find out where to get your Dale's today.